How you living out there, people, in this crazy world we live in? Look at this angle, low and f there it is, boom, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talking Schmidt. This is Schmitty with another episode. Today on the program, we have Kyle Berard, but before we get to that, I got a couple things I'd like to tell you all. Number one being, have you heard the new joint over in the East Bay at the Break Free Skate Shop with Big Hungry? He's got a new pad. He's got a new podcast, not pad. He's at the same pad, but he's got a new podcast and it's called Mondays and Tuesdays. I've been helping produce them a little, just basically filming them and putting them up with him. Uh, but there's some real good ones. We did one with uh, Gershon Mosley, Ron Allen, Max Schaff, Lil D, Major. So look for that because that's some good shit over there from the town. And uh, the other thing is I got two more episodes for this year. One is a surprise and two isn't a surprise if you've been paying attention to my social media, Instagram, that's talking Schmidt on the gram. You can also see these episodes if you want to like look to see the facial expressions or I don't know why you would want to look, but some people enjoy the YouTube experience more than listening. And we do have a YouTube page over at youtube.com forward slash talking Schmidt. Oh yeah. The main reason I wanted to get all your attention is it's raffle time. <laughs> It's raffle time, guys. I'm super stoked. Uh, I got Cheryl and Honeybee right next to me, and we are going to pick the winners. Thank you, all of you. We had Charles Lee in Minot, North Dakota, Tiber Shear in Huntington Beach. We got Paul Gizzarelli in Buffalo, New York, Zach Bretzman in Mobile, Alabama, I can't believe I can't see. That's weird. Uh, Zach Hill in Santa Cruz, California. Judson Cheney in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Aaron Austin, Tacoma, Washington. Jonathan Halili out there in Cerritos, California. Daniel Coons, the homie. Shout Thank out. you, Dan. Scotts Valley, California. Robert Parsons in Estacada, Oregon. I've skated your park. Curran Atterbury, Wilmington, North Carolina, home of Chet Childress. So the 11 contestants are all in the Santa hat. Cheryl's going to pick one and show it to Honeybee, and Honeybee's going to whisper in my ear the winner. We're going to start from third place, which is the Bones Wheels, go to second place, which is the Venture Trucks, and end with first place winner, skateboard elijah ackerley from black label and you're also gonna get a one of a kind if you're watching you know if you're listening you can't believe what i got in my hands there's a one of a kind talking schmidt thrasher collab with levi's denim we got the talking schmidt on the pocket we got the talking schmidt on the back and we got the thrasher on the inside feel me we didn't even talk about jenko man i want to get my jenko sponsor back so check this out this is a one of a kind thank you to tracy plain for making this and we're donating it too 
I know you guys are all excited. You want to get to Kyle Berard, but the raffle winners need to be announced first. Are you ready? It's Christmas by the Bay, SFCA. Never forget, San Francisco's the best city in the world. All right, kids, here we go. Cheryl, are you ready? I'm ready. Third place winner goes to the Bones Wheels. Charles Lee of Minot, Minot, North Dakota. My cousin lives in Minot, North Dakota. Do you know him? He's a teacher up there, Jason Waddell. Thank you, Charles. But we're going to send these out with your order. Provoking the stoke. Ready for second place? Full Send Wax sent me a bunch of wax, and we're going to send all our winners whatever we have from them as well. So that's this. Venture Trucks. All right. And the second place winner. Honey, you want to dig in there? Tibbet Shear from Huntington, California. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Is it Tiber Shear, I'm guessing? Tiber Shear from Huntington, California. Honeybee is a fan of Huntington, California. I'll tell you that. We went down south. We stopped in Huntington, Long Beach, Santa Barbara, ended up in San Diego. Little girls out there surfing with the locals, eating acai bowls every morning. It was a great time. Are you guys ready for the final drawing? This is the winner of the whole shemang. They're going to get a lag wagon koozie with their skateboard. No joke here. We got a lot of stuff to give away. So you ever watch 411 with Eric Costin, number 60, 10 years? Oh, fuck. It's finally here. All right, here we go. Elijah Ackerley, hopefully you're coming on the pod next year, 2024. But your board's going out the door in 23. Two, drum roll, please. Congratulations, Zach. You have won. Zach Britzman from Mobile, Alabama. You get the deck. I'm going to put it together with your order. Send it out tomorrow. The rest of you, thank you very much for your orders. Somebody's going to get this skate trivia game. Holy cannoli. We got more koozies. We got wax. We got, we got some stuff. You'll be hyped. I just want to thank you all again. Let's get to this Kyle Berard interview. Super good kicking it with him. I hope you all have a lovely holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Or just family time if you don't believe in any of that stuff. Whatever you do, do you. We love you. We appreciate you. And here's Kyle. Hey, this is Kyle Berard, and you're listening to Talkin' Schmidt. Hey, 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 fucking Schmidt. I'm already not watching. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Damn, this is like the coolest thing I'm ever gonna do. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was fun. What do you mean? Well, Christian Fletcher's younger brother. Fuck the Dodgers. Oh, big dogs in. What do you think, Dolan? John, Schmidty, talking Schmidt. Alpha macaroni. Most of these guys' their opinion don't matter. Talking Schmidt, right? It's skateboarding. I remember that. Talking Schmidt. What are you doing? Holy shit. Skateboarding homies. No, Schmidt, you can't jump in. What is happening? I'm here for Wi-Fi check one, Wi-Fi check two. 
One, two, three in the place to be. This is Schmitty, and I got news for you. If you are listening, and I hope you are because it's a podcast, this podcast is less of an interview and more of two longtime bros catching up. Lots to listen to and mostly skateboarding after family life. But this guy won the Tampa Am and Tampa Pro in the same year, currently working his ass off in the concrete world with his company Front Rock. And I got to tell you, he's provoking the stoke this week. This is Kyle Berard. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Good. Can you hear me good? Yeah, actually really good. Hey, all right. How hey. you living? You good? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I think I got married since last time I talked to you, maybe. You did? Yeah, it's been like... <clears throat> Two years and a few months, two years and some change. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome, man. Congrats. I know. You know how it is. It's, it really is it a, definitely a necessity. It's awesome. But yeah. It's a stoke. It's like every day, just like, oh, we got a team. Yeah. Look, I know. Actually, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's so sick. And then you got, you got two kids, right? I have two kids. Dude. I woke up at four. I woke up at four thirty today. Well, four twenty-five. <laughs> my my daughter just turned one, uh-huh. and my son's about to turn three. Amazing! So, How, is that all right? We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it's 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 a hundred percent and then more right? Like it takes everything from you. A hundred percent all the time, and then like whatever, <clears throat> whatever you try, you think you're gonna do that day. You get most of it done, maybe. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, you just get like the highlights done because in between the highlights of what your day is supposed to be, you got to clean something up. Or like There's a lot both, of unexpected stuff. They're both in diapers. Like the, it, just even that, you know, just like it's just it's gnarly, but it's it's awesome. Like Damn. my son wakes up, and he's like, "I love you, Daddy." Oh. The other day, the other day, he told me like, "I'm really proud of you, Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, for what? Somebody has to be. Yeah, like, what did? What do you know that I do? What do you? And he's like, you're a construction man. You know, I want to be a construction man. Oh shit! No way. So it's like this different level of of stuff. Right. Oh, you that's know? cool. Yeah. I know, man. It's, everybody's growing up. I know. Did you know? I uh, I just saw Duffy. Duffy oh yeah, was, he was yeah. down there. Yeah, he was, he was, he'd been down here for like a month apparently. And I know, I didn't know that he extended his trip, but he called me a couple of nights ago. He's like, dude, I'm still here. And uh, I was like, shit. I was like, well, let me carve out some time. That's another thing. Like, oh yeah, you can't just go see somebody. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you got and, the kids, you know, <clears throat> you got the kids. That's the part that like me and my wife are trying to tackle. Cause like, we're not going to have kids. Yeah. And a lot of our friends did. And so like, we always have these talks with our friends before they have their kid while they're in the process going like, Hey, we don't want to lose you. And, and, <laughs> and there's all this conversation about, there's no way we're not going to be one of those parents. Da, da, da. And the minute they have kids, we never hear from them. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and, like, and you try not to take it personal, but you almost get tired of hearing like the kids as an excuse. It's like, dude, just give me a text. I don't even need like a high five. Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Just a text to check in to make sure like you're, they're still alive. But yeah, I mean, I mean, fuck, dude, I wake up at four and then, you know, you know, drink, 
tons of coffee. Then I got to take my son to school, you know, and like it, it, we have a nanny for our, you know, cause we both, Sarah and I both work full time. She's working too. Okay. Yeah. So it's like one goes to Montessori school. The other one has a nanny and it's like, then, and then you have the conversation of like, do we make enough money to do this? Well, if one of us stops working to watch the kids, then is that enough money? Like, how does it, you have mm. all these conversations and no one fucking tells you this shit. Well, they kind of do. They kind of like, you know, they let you in a little bit, but then when you're like at the end of the month, like, Whoa, like looking at the, you're like, fucking good God, man. Like it, it, it's in and out. And huh. yeah. I, and, and like, I mean, dude, I, I realized like I used to post like skate clips on my Insta and then it's like, and I just posted pictures of my daughter and then I'm like, so then I just stopped posting anything. Cause like, no, no one gives a shit. I give a shit. My parents give a shit. The family, no one gives a shit. No, I think that's not true. I think everything in moderation. And I always say skateboarders are the ones that should know balance the best. So yeah. it's just like, of course, like throw in a kid once in a while, but also throw in your <laughs> concrete work and then throw in some skating. And it's like your life. It's not like, cause if you keep showing kid, 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 people are like, what is that all you do? And you're like, yeah, it is. like you want to pretend you're doing other stuff. <laughs> you want to pretend it's not yeah. 90% that yeah. you got to remember people are living vicariously through you. Like that's the new age crap. So it's just like, fuck. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The social media. Yeah. It's crazy. It's super crazy. Um, I like, I really don't, it's like you're trapped. Cause like, especially for what I do, I kind of, like it would be weird if I didn't do it. Right. But, but the people that don't do it, I just, I give, I, I praise them. I'm like, man, <laughs> you're probably loving it. Like, it's yeah. like, I don't know. It's just super weird. And there's so much falseness. Well, well you don't have it. to, you don't, if you're not, if you're not doing it, you don't have to curate the best mm. parts of your life, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the whole, I have it. I have one for like the concrete business, you know? Yeah, you have to, right? But even even then, like, I don't feel like posting shit. Like, yeah. every once in a while, if something's cool, but like, but then it's like you get hit up by someone like, "Hey, you haven't posted anything. Have you been working? Are you guys busy?" It's like, no, we're 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 busy. We're fucking real busy. Too busy but, to post, bro. Yeah, but it's like we don't. Yeah, and then but then you get into the the like you get into this point where it's like, okay, we're busy. We don't have to post because it's like you know, you know, technically like advertising. It's like we don't have to. We're too busy. But then, mm. then it slows down. Then you post a little bit more. It's, so it's like it's all over the board, you know. Just the co the company's never on autopilot. So then yeah. there's the, and it's it's different every day. Posting Ooh. is the last. The posting is like the last thing I think. Yeah, about. yeah. And then in in like when I was like skating full time, that wasn't really a thing yet either. So it was like yeah. on the tail end of me like, hey, look, this is my skate stuff, you know, or whatever. Like I even I felt weird even self-promotion kind of shit too like i it, i think we're really lucky that we didn't grow up with it like i i can't even imagine the kids I'm, that are like doing it in school and they're like you only have five followers oh i know, I know. <laughs> i'm so i'm so happy and feel so lucky that uh i was in in around skateboarding when i when i was right i think i like I didn't start skating till 95, like, mm. which, you know, I'm 39. So like I started skating when I was 10, but like, so like, I always say like Eastern exposure videos and like all that. And then plus being on the East coast, like 
way before any kind of social media stuff, but like you had to wait for the video to, to come out or whatever, or like 411 was hitting too, like when we were kids, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I, I love that. I love, I'm such a big fan of that. You know, everyone is of, of when you started. And I'm glad it, I'm glad I started in the time that I did. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're just on the outskirts of the pioneers, really. Like, there wasn't a lot of skateboarding before we started. So, like, a lot mm -hmm. of shit got invented while we were like really doing it. And that's yes. pretty special, you know, like street skating happened. There was no street skating really when I started skateboarding. I mean, you rolled around in the streets, but no one was doing wall rides and, and all that stuff. So seeing that and the progression and the boards change and all that, like kids nowadays, they just come in. They're like, oh, yeah, the boards are supposed to be like this. They weren't always like that. Yeah, bro. yeah. And see, you know? and you know what? I miss that, too, though. And I miss that, too. And I, I remember when, like, when Duffy got on, on World and, like, you know, I started to get to know Pat really well. And I, I told him like one night we had this conversation, like I was like, Hey man, cause we would, we would go on trips and we would do demos and blah, 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 like whatever. <clears throat> no one cared so much about us. It was like, but what we had Pat with us and the dudes that were like our generation and one generation older were tripping that Pat was here, you yeah. know? And then, so like months and months after seeing that, you know, like we do our demo. All right, cool, whatever. And then, but then people would stay to talk to Pat. And it was like, I told Pat, I was like, you know, I wasn't questionable. I didn't skate yet. I didn't skate yet when all that stuff was going on. But I, I, I've done my homework and I saw how, how diff, like you're saying, like the boards changed and then all this, and then around that time, like all that, like really crazy change in skateboarding was, was right before my time. Yeah. And I mean, as someone that knows Pat well too, I just look at it as Pat Duffy, his first part in Plan B video was a game changer. Like it was right. fucked up. It was like, he's the Terminator. What the hell? You <laughs> yeah, hadn't yeah. really seen this guy at all. They did a really good job of like not really printing any photos or like whatever. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, boom, full video part, tray flip, nose blunt slides, handrails, <laughs> backsmiths, like everything. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's the first part of the plan B video. And you're like, this is insanity. And to me, Pat is such a rad dude in so many levels, but one to a fault is almost his humbleness because I think that guy and people are always like skateboarding. You don't, you know, skateboarding doesn't owe you anything and all that sure. stuff. But it's like a guy like Pat Duffy should be, handled really well like yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i feel like anyone that makes money in skateboarding should give part of their money to pat <laughs> like pat <laughs> literally kept the sport going like yeah, he yeah. made it this right. other thing so it's right. like you know there's matt hensley mark gonzalez not as the obvious guys but i feel like in that conversation pat duffy is not always in that conversation for everyone and i think he needs to be a hundred percent i mean pat's yeah. one of the I'm so blessed to have him as a homie, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, he's like, like he one of the best, one of the best ever. We're, yeah. we're homies now and all that stuff. And you're like, yeah, it's still like, yeah, it's Pat Duffy, dude. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. here. <laughs> people, people trip, dude. Yeah. And like that, and that was the thing when we knew we had like this legendary, you know, guy that we just was like, hey, because it was, it was, uh, it was legacy. You remember Legacy? Mm. It was Legacy with with Mumford. Was Mumford? Yeah, I was gonna say Mumford, right? Was it was was it Mumford? 
Strubing? Was Strubing on? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe not. Maybe wait. Mumford, Pat. Well, I think Shane Cross too was the AM, wasn't he? Maybe. Oh wow. I am. It, I I haven't thought about this in a while, but that's why. That's why because that was out of dwindle, and that's why Pat just, I think, moved over to World with us. And what year was that ish? Like you say, ninety seven or 90? no? This was like this was two two thousand three. Okay. 2004. I think I was only on world for like a year and a half before it was kind of done that, that part of it was done. But I think that's why it was an easy move for him to come over. And plus we were like, we had like partied with Pat. We, we love Pat. Like, come on, man, just ride for world. World's not as fucking cool as it used to be or not cool at all really, but come fucking come ride with us, man. So yeah. did Pat go from think to there? Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. I think it was Think Legacy and then and then World. I believe, but then there was a plan. Did he get back on plan? I don't know. I should have fucking asked him this this morning. But like, yeah, then he got back on Plan back B after plan that. B. I think so. Yeah, that's where I was at. I was at. Um, he was staying with Colin McKay, so I was at McKay's house earlier. Oh. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm about to leave," so I, I went and said, "What's up to him?" Damn, I I thought he was gonna come up here and visit the family, but. Mm -hmm. He came here like six or seven different times. Try to get from, the, the, the <laughs> try to get the front crook. Yeah, dude, I was like, dude, he after the, like, a couple of sessions where he couldn't walk after, like his legs started seizing. <laughs> oh, up. dude, when I just saw him, he's completely he was completely smoked. Like he yeah. he went he went out with Rhino yesterday. Right, did a, did a whole day in the life thing or whatever, and and like he's like, oh, dude, I felt obligated to try tricks. He's like, look at this fucking hipper. Like he was smoked. He was completely <laughs> fucked, and I was like. Still doing it, buddy. Oh my God, man. How so was World your first sponsor? No, I I I had such a weird like run of it. You know, I you know, you know my first board sponsor was Think. It oh, was really? Yeah. And it was like so you started in 95. It was Yeah, I think I was on Think in 99, 98. Oh, whoa. Like just right getting, after Phil died? Yeah, because I, I never met Phil. Uh-huh. I never met Phil. And I think I've talked to Corey Duffel about this. He was an am that was on at the same time. And I was just on the East Coast getting getting boards. Yeah. Um, I sent a vert sponsor me tape to Greg or whoever, you know, to whoever it was at the time. Oh, I didn't even know that. I was filming was very, thinking that that era. right, 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 and it was, but it was like so short lived. And then I got on a company called Eastwood, like out of Virginia, like just mm. with the with the homies. Mm -hmm. and, and Mike Peterson was on, um, and I did that for a while, and then then I rode for Chapman. So like when Chapman gave me a pro board and that was like Chapman was supposed to be more than it ended up being. They ended up pulling the plug a little bit. So then after Chapman, I was just kind of, fuck, man, I was just kind of floating around and not, not, I couldn't connect with anything. And then, uh, and then Tom Curran worked for world at the time. I think Peterson had already gotten on. And then, so, and then I got on and then Duffy got on and then we knew Barty and then Carlos uh -huh. Andrade it was cool. I think Enrique Lorenzo was still on for a minute and maybe Matias was uh -huh. still when I got on, but then they, those dudes left. And then I just rode for world for a little bit. And then from there it was like consolidated after that for mo most of the pro boards I had was on consolidated. Consolidated. So you had just a couple on world. 
Yeah, I think I had two or three. I don't remember those. That's crazy yeah. that yeah, you were exactly. on Think. I was on Think. I was just getting boards, but I, I remember you would get like the, I think it was like four completes. Like you, I get you get ventures, you get, the, oh, you yeah, know, you, yep. yeah, yeah. And, insane. Um, so what team, what, who'd you ride for when you were, uh, when you won the Tampa Am? When I won Tampa Am, I may not have had a board sponsor. Oh, really? I don't think so. Damn. I don't think, I don't think I did. And then, or maybe, maybe it was Eastwood still. I don't, I'd have to look, look back on that. And then, yeah, I think it was Chapman by the time I won the pro, like the next year. Yeah. How, how far apart are those? Is that a whole year or is that like a few months? No, no, it was a whole year. So it was like 2001. So like, I think I won the, I won Tampa, like whenever it was January. And then, and then I think I entered slam city jam as like a pro or whatever, like late March or May or whatever. And then the next year around is when, because I, I wrote for like Hurley, like I had like pro contracts with like other companies, but not just with a board company. And that was like the whole weird thing about like getting into it the way I did. It's like through contests. Yeah. I, that, and that was it. And that wasn't like my intention. That's just how it happened. And I think it was a little strange, not only for myself, but for, you know, everyone, I, it was really, I was super young, man. I, you know, it was like, I, I won Tampa when I was 15 and then I won Tampa pro when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So there, I didn't have a lot of history with anyone, much right. less, much less anyone like on the West coast. I didn't. So we would go to these events and I wouldn't, I would have just years before seen them in like 411 or whatever, or seen them in Thrasher or seen them in the mags and I'm like, holy shit, there's so-and-so. But like everyone else already had a history together. So I felt like it was really, it was looking back on it now as an adult, like it was really, it was kind of hard for me to like, I didn't, I didn't feel like I fit in and I don't think I did. Yeah. I was going to say maybe there's a little resentment too. Like the young kid that his first contest, he wins and like all these other guys <laughs> know each other and skating all the time. And like, who's yeah. this guy just, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, guaranteed now, nowadays, or even, well, not nowadays, but like even 10 years ago, if that happened to, to me or what, I who the fuck is that? You know, whatever. Right. Like, who, yeah, I get it. But that but was imagine like, like Ryan Sheckler, right? Wasn't he like 11 or something? Like he's even younger yeah, he when was he like, comes on. He was a little younger. You know what? He was a little younger and he was a little bit, it was a little bit after when I won that, you know, and then he started winning things like maybe three or four years later. Mm-hmm. And I remember, th- I remember thinking that, you know, like the fuck wearing yeah. the helmet, wearing the helmet and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this fucking kid riffs, but what the fuck is going on right now? It's like these little kids that show up at the combi and spin nine hundreds. And oh, like, now it's just you know, now, it's just now like, you're what? just like, God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing has just gotten like we always talk about like when's it gonna plateau, and the answer is probably never. But like you think like can it get gnarlier? Like you know what I mean? But it it's, it, it, can it get- does. It will. And it can. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, dude, I judged, I judged the fucking Olympics. I judged, I judged Tokyo. So like, and I did it thinking like, Oh, at least we'll get the scores. Right. I don't know if this needs to be in the Olympics or whatever, but at least like, you know, like 
we know what we're looking at. Yeah. So we'll, we'll take part in it. And, uh, I mean, some people weren't happy with the scores and all the judges names went on TV. Oh yeah. And we got death threats on Instagram. We're going to fucking kill you fucking next time you come to Brazil or we, all of us got it. Some people got dick pics too. Like everyone's, (laughs) everyone's phones got flooded. And I was like, and at that moment I was like, I I don't want to be a part of this. And like I did, I I've judged contests since I've done a few and, but, but that's the highest level, right? And I know, it's but so like different as of like, I, as skateboarding's changing, yes, it's like people are getting gnarlier at skating, but it's also doing this weird thing with with the Olympics and all that stuff, which obviously some people are worried, like, oh my god, it's gonna like fuck up skateboarding. But see, you can't fuck up my skateboarding. You can't fuck up your skateboarding. It's just gonna go do this thing, and skateboarding mm. will still have its own deal. But. Yeah, that's what the mantra is. It was funny because I was watching. Uh, I got, I've been following Christian Fletcher, the surfer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's super gnarly. A lot of people have this same kind of idea with surfing, like too many kooks, they're ruining the sport, like all this right. shit. Right. And Christian wrote on his thing. He's like, it was basically what you said, something to the nature of, who gives a shit about what else is going on surfing is always me and my surfboard in the ocean (laughs) and that's always going to rule that's not going to change all your politics or all those other kooks like what's that got to do with me and my surfing and that's what i love and people sometimes forget about that because you know the industry gets involved and these accolades and these prizes and then sponsors and and then traveling with people and having resentment some people are friends some people hate each other all that stuff it's like high school but the bottom line is you're getting on your board the minute the van stops and all that shit goes away and you just skate and have the best time you get to a new spot that you've never been to and you're like this rules i've seen this in the mag i can't believe i'm here yeah in the mag all that stuff is why people skateboard and they forget sometimes because it's overwhelming and stressful like dude we need your video part yesterday you need four hammers and you need to be on instagram post it like all that shit and you're like whoa this sucks well guess what you're getting paid so it's a job yeah 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 the moment I re- I, I remember this because so when when, when Preston passed, mm. you know, like I, you know, it was like a week before my wedding. So I was about to have a bunch of my friends come into town and like, you know, mm. you know Rhino, Rhino was at the wedding, you know, a bunch of Jehovah was at the wedding. Like he wasn't at mine. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But I haven't, I've only spoken to him three or four fucking times <laughs> since, but like. But like, and then, you know, Berto and Letitia from Catali. So there was people that were coming to the wedding and we all were like, you know, obviously just fucking devastated. Oh, inside yeah. But when you start looking, you know, okay, you look through the photos and you start thinking about like all the trips and all the shit. And I remember like, the, I posted it on Instagram about it. I said, you know, I went to Europe one time with mike peterson and we we had all of our flights planned and we were going to do all the fucking contests and all the shit mm-hmm. and the first day we were there peterson broke his ankle and and just he's like i gotta fly home so you know he flew home and then i was there and i was like 16 or 17 or whatever it might have been and i didn't know what to do i was like well that was my home that that's who i was going on 
the trip with. Now I don't know what to do. Mm. So then I linked up with Preston. And I think Did you Rhino, know him already, or was this the first time? I knew him. I think I had met Rhino. I met Rhino first. Um, mm. I met Rhino at a train station in Europe, and he was with like uh, he was with like who was it? Rodney Jones, or he had his crew Texas at that Dan. time. He, yeah, yeah. It was, and then um, I think I met Preston like maybe a year later. But they were like, "Why don't you just fucking come with us?" And I was mm. like, "What? What are you? What are you guys doing?" Like, we're gonna go to Marseille and skate. That was it. There was no, oh, we're going to do this contest and try to make money here. And then we're going to go over here. Yeah. And, we just, and I said, all right. And it was, it was, it was Preston and um, Chet. It was Childress. Oh, okay. And I want to say, I get these two, because Rick and Buddy were there too, but I think that might have been a different time. Mm. But I get those two trips uh, mixed up. But I remember like, and I shot a photo of Chet. I was sitting behind him on the hill and he was sitting there and he just had like a fucking beer and his board and there was no one at Marseille. And that was the thing where I was like, damn, I've never been to one of these famous skate spots or skate, you know, parks where there wasn't a fucking contest going on. Right. And I realized that. And like when I, and I was with Preston for like another week and all the guys for another week after that. And I realized going home, I was like, that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah. It has nothing to fucking do with the content. That that's just the peep that's the vehicle to get everyone here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't but no one at the end of the fucking day, if you get sixth or whatever the fuck and you what you wish you would have got first, it doesn't none of that fucking matters. And that's the whole thing with like being on the Olympic side and 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 like working there for a little bit. I was like do these kids know that this isn't the point? And it's like some of them do. No, some of, most of them don't. Most of sure. them, most of them don't. Yeah, Japanese for sure seem like they take it the most serious. Yeah, because it's the, their culture, right? Right. Like they're killing it. Obviously, right. yeah, they're winning. They're super focused, <laughs> yeah. and they and they right. care. And there's right. probably pressure from their parents in a different way than we yeah. have our soccer coach dads, and they probably have a different disciplinarian dad. But the thing that's crazy is just like how they come out swinging, like the girls too, like Kakona yes. and all those girls yeah, yeah, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of a sudden they're like twelve at the combi doing nose grinds, and you're like, yeah, wait, it's what? Gnarly. Like it's gnarly. Yeah, it's gnarly, but it's but yeah, it's that it's that side of things um, that's evolving into something like death threats from judging a fucking. Dude, you know, I didn't know like, about that. Yeah, it sucked, and it was like, it, and then it, and then you just think it's like, man fuck all that, you know? And like, so I ha- I'm not, I don't think I'm going to join up to do, to do much more of that, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it, skateboarding should, for me at this point, like I, I just need to skate and have fun, completely have fun, have nothing to do with fucking anything. Like just, that's what I want. Well, I think like when you get wrapped up in everything and then you can get out of it and make a living doing something else, that's when skateboarding's gonna be the funnest for you because you just are going to skate and it's it not is. like a job or a responsibility or any of that stuff. And you're not wrapped up in your head. Like you're watching all this, you know, there's so much that goes into like 
souring it to some degree, yeah. like in, in people's minds, because everybody's got different outlooks on it. And it's just like the world right now. We're all divisive. So yeah. of course, skateboarding's the same. Like you got your hash, you're fresh. You got these dudes that only bomb hills. You got these vert trolls. You got like whatever. And yeah. it's just like, it's not going to mesh a lot of times. Plus it's like 5 billion skaters now. Like it used to be like <laughs> five per state, you know, like yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. the wheels coming down the street and you're running out cause yeah. you're like, dude, there's a skater. Yeah. Don't do yeah. that no more. Right. But I was wondering about the Olympics. You brought that up. Um, do you think, cause the people I've talked to, I get the sense that it was almost for skateboarding a trial run and it was almost a benefit that it was during the COVID and there wasn't crowds and everything because no. it could be a learning experience that maybe they could like improve upon if they're going to continue this or just say this sucked and we don't want to do it anymore but it's kind of the because to me skating in the olympics and having not one person in the crowd it just <laughs> seems like you're in a movie it's like yeah. so surreal like especially, what the hell is going on especially when tim o'connor was like hired to announce it oh he was and he was like announcing to no one <laughs> it was fucking awesome yeah, and how do you get hyped you know like when pedro's yeah. skating like the crowd's going nuts and that probably yeah. fires him to keep it going yeah and the only there's people no were one just, there you're like yeah the only people were just the people on the deck that were you know they were from the country or the coaches or whatever it may you know or the t other teammates but yeah there was right. no there was no and one there could you have music or like was that really like i think because we were like up and we were like in the booth uh -huh. but i think there was i think there was music on the i want to say i want to say there was but i don't okay. know i, I just know. wonder on like we were like know. tucked away up in the up in the booth there's no way Ghetto Boys is blasting. Let's put it that way. No, no, like no. you're not gonna have Slayer or Ghetto you're not Boys. You're like, you're not it's gonna, gonna be like more Mickey together. Mouse or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that. I whole and thing as far and to to your point about it being a trial run, I think like technically, technically it was. I think there. I I mean I don't know too much more than like I just hired a judge. I don't know any of like what's going on, but. Um, but I know, I think it's on a probation period until the next one. And then, and then it becomes a real sport. Like, I, oh. I, I think, I think like technically you're right in the, in, in the, in the, you know, okay. like, but, um, you hear things, you know, like I, I didn't hear this quote directly, but I heard like one of the IOC guys was like, it's not track and field anymore. You know, uh -huh. it's, it's skateboarding. Like they, they really want to push it. I mean, that's not, I didn't hear that. I heard that from someone else. So I'm not like directly quoting someone but mm. uh, you know but then i also hear that like they're pushing to get scooters in now oh yeah and then and they don't, don't see it they don't see a difference exactly they don't, give, they I, don't give a fuck and i think that's what's wrong with the world is <laughs> there's no gatekeepers anymore and everyone's just letting everybody like water down anything that's cool so it's like oh this let's add this too well no now you just fucked up that like <laughs> you just cancel it. like you're gonna do rollerblading skateboarding scootering and bmx it's like all on the same course it's like who cares at some point right. and the bikes are gonna get gnarlier than anyone because they're they can pedal and go fast you know right. so it's like that's what everyone wants to see but if you just kept it like oh you want skateboarding okay then you don't fucking add the other crap yeah, like don't you know? fuck it up and i yeah. and i think and i think they're they're probably i mean not they're probably i mean they're banking on it being a spectator sport 
you I know, think, not that's the, so it doesn't fucking matter how real it is to them right. because they're, it's just like, you know, people wearing fucking jerseys and watching the team on Sunday. They're not on the team, you know, they don't even play, you know, or whatever. If that's they what, do scooters, they should just do a downhill run. That should be it. Like, a, <laughs> like full, like skiing, but on, yeah, just yeah, bomb yeah, at yeah. a hill. And whoever yeah. gets to the bomb first, you have a winner. Or no judges all. needed. All. Yeah, whoever just <laughs> gets to the bottom wins. <laughs> and, then, and then they're going to get the unowheel competition. Exactly. It's, it's just, just gonna, like, it's going to get, we're get, we're fucked at this point. <laughs> we're totally, we're totally fucked. Oh, man. I just, yeah, it's insane. Um, but skateboarding is cool. No, skateboarding's the best, but like that's the whole thing is like I think to the people especially like us that have been doing it since the you know, I started in the 80s actually and so when you do something like whatever 40 years and I've I've only been alive 10 years where I hadn't don't have a skateboard. Me too. Yeah, maybe I have a little passion for it. Maybe it does salt me when I see it being portrayed a bad way. Totally. You know, of course it bums me out. This has been my love for 40 years. It ain't yeah. like your fucking white stripes that you listen to for four years <laughs> and then you're over them. This is 40 years of the same I fucking thing. You know, dude, I haven't, I haven't um, found anything else. Right. That I, that I like, like this. Yeah, that's the crit that I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not old, but I'm getting older and it's like skateboarding is hard to do. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, damn, like, but this is the only thing I care about it at that level. This is the only thing I that since I was 10. It's yeah. Like, and that's 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 scary a little bit because it's like you want to be able to do it forever. But then you go see when I was talking to Pat this morning, talking to Davi, he's like, oh, he's going to skate till he's 175 years old, bro. Just. Just wait, you know, See, and Pat has the perfect mentality because he kind of like he definitely cares, but he doesn't give a fuck. Like, it's like, you know, what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. you know, like it's yeah. like he can totally separate that and just enjoy shit. Yeah. And a lot of people can't do that. No, he loves skateboarding more than any of us, I think. Dude, it's amazing. I, like I, I tell him, I'm like these clips I keep seeing of you. You're skating like all the time like Dude, every day all day like mike mike peterson skates the same as he did 20 years ago same <laughs> like he is he's better and it's like damn dude you you're better than you were when you were getting paid for it oh man just and he fucking he cuts trees down for a living that's where what he does he live in florida yeah jacksonville florida uh-huh well yeah. they got they got that um what is it uh they got a vert ramp somewhere right at the um Oh, at, at skate park at Tampa. I think. Yeah, Tampa just built one. Yeah. Because I seen Fraser coming out. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And I've been talking to Mike like on the Insta for like, I've been doing this. For, this is my fifth year completing this month. Sick. And I hit up Mike at least four years ago and we've been going back and forth. And he's like, I'm going to do it someday. And yours is going to be the one, but I'm just not ready. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if anyone cares. And I was like, you fucking are so crazy everyone cares like he's dude, so, you're so many people's favorite he is the he is god he's the favorite man and like yeah he's so good on 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 instagram too like when he posts and he has his stories and shit it's yeah. like i'll stop what i'm doing in the day and read that you know yeah frazier was one of my fucking i mean still is like oh dude 
And the other guy too, Clyde, Clyde Singleton. What up? This Clyde Singleton from WCRP on skateboarding. Want to give a shout out to my man Schmitty at Talking Schmidt. Catch me on that joint coming soon, bitch. Yeah. I I can't get enough of it. Yeah, How he great. breaks it down and yeah, he's like, great. everyone thought this guy invented it, but look at this video where they're oh, doing yeah. it. Yeah, like, wow. it's like, I, but it makes me feel like less of a skateboarder because they're so knowledgeable. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like it's like hanging out with Rothmeyer. Uh huh. Jason Rothmeyer knows fucking everything. Yeah, he has a photo of everything. He was at every fucking demo. Damn. You know, and it's just like I was like, I just I just I feel like I just know a little bit. About yeah. skateboarding when I'm hanging out with people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel at the mag. Sometimes some of the oh, guys are Jesus like Christ, cool nerds. I bet. <laughs> yeah, like they, I mean, they know every video yeah. part, every yeah. trick. Like, oh no, that was was that a switch flip? No, it was a switch heel. Okay, yeah. from from, <laughs> like, from twelve years ago or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm not not that not that type. You know. What was your first graphic on Consolidated? It wasn't the baby oh, one, right? It was, yeah. Was it? The congratulations, it was a Berard. Yeah. Because, and the reason why, okay, the the reason why that was is because when I was on World, let me think about this. I think Al, okay, so World and Globe shoes were kind of the same thing and Partnan was working there. Mm. And so Partnan sent me a box of like world boards, I yes. believe. And then, and then when I opened it up, it had the congratulations. It was, a it's a man, but he, he crossed out man and put Berard. This oh. is way, way before consolidated. Uh-huh. And, uh, we just, me and Peterson just got a fucking kick out of that. So the first one was like, it's a Berard. Yeah. I had it hanging in my son's, um, like in his room. But then like, he's, I just figured take it down. Did you get any time with Alan Peterson? Or was he gone? Very, very, very little. He he was already living in Australia. Oh, he was. He went, but he did go on a few trips. One trip he showed up, he just brought a he just brought a chair. I don't even know if he brought his board. He might have brought his board. But we were like at some park and they're like, Alan's here. And I was like, fuck. And I don't know if I had ever met him until then. Mm. And he was he was one of my favorites too. I just feel like that. Talk that, about that, Marseille, AP. Oh, Jesus, yeah, the backside Ollie. And <laughs> yeah. The fucking, oh my god, dude. And like, and he hadn't skated in a little bit. He was taking a break. And I remember, um, he called me when he was in San Diego randomly, and like he came over to the house. This is when I was living with Mumford. Right when I moved back out, I moved back out here from Virginia in like 2011. So, and he's like, "Hey, I want to let's go to Washington Street." I'm like, "Hey, buddy." Like if you're getting back, if you're easing back into this thing, that's not the fucking place to go. It's hard as fuck. No country club over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he got a set of knee pads, and he kind of cruised it. And I think the second or third time we went, he was doing backside ollies like it was like nothing. But then I guess he he was gonna live back over here. Then he moved back over. Was it all around girls? something i don't i don't really know yeah last time i talked to him which was a while ago he was doing like i think either ups or postal service like maybe yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. his first job out of out of skateboarding was like dressing up at an amusement park no way as like a dinosaur or something in australia 
Me and him used to talk a lot of shit to each other because he's a Dodger fan and I was a Giants fan. <laughs> he's like, get that LA. He's, he's got. He has like a um, like a nephew or something that's doing well in baseball, right? Yeah, I think he, I think he actually just went pro like a year or two ago. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, pretty sick. Yeah, yeah man, consolidated was. Um, I always felt like I got on the ass end of what was cool. I did. I mean, the world wasn't really that cool anymore. I wouldn't consolidated was it was after the um all those guys quit because the don't do it stuff and i you know i but all of those comp i loved every minute of it but karma was still there for a while right karma was still on yeah karma's Uh, awesome yeah and roberto i mean it was great it just wasn't it, it wasn't, wasn't the, it wasn't hitting like it was man I yeah mean, come on you Tyler's know his brothers yeah, and yeah, Corey yeah, Chrysler yeah, Jason yeah, Jesse like was, and uh yeah. and Alan yeah yeah I don't I've I don't maybe I have one I, I don't know if I've ever talked to Jason Jesse really yeah he was already <laughs> he was already gone and they had a falling out already yeah you know and so I never I think I I think I ran into him maybe once and met him but we have bunch of mutual friends obviously but i don't think yeah. i've actually ever met i skateboard but i'm an artist i love art and i love you come to me and kiss me yeah it's too bad things like that happen it's crazy to me to think um i don't know that's just yeah. kind of crazy i'm just like damn you guys don't even talk anymore like yeah you guys yeah. were homies like yeah and really it, it, it probably comes down to money and business yeah. and all the and all the things that ain't everything that's cool yeah i know money's i mean dude we build skate parks private skate parks and stuff and it's awesome it's hard work but the part that i hate the most is the money the money you got to ask people for money or like you got to make sure that you protect yourself and make enough money and it's like i'm so not good at that that's like the hardest part for like life dude for real like i always tell my wife i'm like if i had a million dollars i'd be fine for the rest of my life i would invest it some way where i'd get some money back all the time live off that and we'd be good and that's when living a dream began right there like good it's just finding the the stress of the month to month and just like how's it gonna work and like oh fuck i just my car just blew up now i need to to get in debt for a while like all that shit is like that's our life let's you wonder like you go to hawaii for like a week and you don't have any (laughs) responsibility you're like why can't life just be like this this part we're only here for 65 80 years why are we like torturing ourselves so much and I don't know. It's, I don't it's know. really interesting to look at because the progression just seems like it makes life worse. Like all the like <laughs> gadgets and all the like all this AI shit, like they're just putting people, more people out of business. It's like I, go back to the old way and just make it cool. Like we're just living on our feet, our, yeah, our farm, you know, like yeah, yeah. fucking building the bull in my backyard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that, uh, especially after having kids, like you always when you're a kid you think that the adult's life is easy because they got it all figured mm. out. And then when you're an adult, you realize that it's fucking way harder being an adult than it is to be a kid. And also for me, look, I just hear my parents so much and go, <laughs> fuck, they were right. <laughs> I thought they were so wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're right. They yeah. Were so, yeah. I hear myself saying the same fucking things to my son. Like, uh, and it's just because you don't jump off of that. 
Yeah. You know, I say like, I don't say go for it. No, go for it. It's mm. like, no, no, you're going to, you know, you probably break your fucking arm. Jump off. They jump off of everything right now. That's why I'm, that's why I'm on that one. They jump off the couch and my one year old is like, just started walking. So she hits her head on everything. And it's like, uh, it's like, I, I get it now. When you're a parent, you're you're never looking out for your own interest. It's everyone else's around you, which in turn becomes your interest. But like, yeah. Do you think getting into skateboarding so early and being good enough to that you're getting paid to travel and like do all these things, did that bring you into alcohol earlier than normal? Yeah. Because I know yeah, you're sober I, now, but you used to drink a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big I time. mean, we both did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, um, it was a bunch of different things all at the same time, and I had to grow up real quick. Um, I would say that skateboarding in the beginning kept me out of trouble, and professional skateboarding got me in trouble and kept me in trouble mm. because you get when all of my friends started getting their first jobs, I was a pro skateboarder. Yeah. You know? And so, and then couple that with, like I said, feeling like an outsider being so young and being five to 10 years younger than all the guys in the van, you know, then you're like, well, they're drinking, you know, I got to do it too. And then peer pressure. Well, yeah. And not, well, not even peer pressure. They weren't there to me. They were the guys that I fucking idolized like two years before I met them. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's the crazy thing about skateboarding. Like you see these guys that are like your idols and then you're sitting next to them in a van all of a sudden and you're like, and hopefully they're cool. And hopefully you're cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, hopefully you're, well, you're not. You know you're not. Cool. But you got to keep your cool is what I mean. Yeah, right. But that was like, the thing. I was like, oh, these guys are going to think I fucking suck. They probably already do. And that was like going on in my head, you know. So so the drinking like and then you and then you get your monthly checks or whatever. I mean, I had to make a, like my monthly checks were never all that great. There was a mm. couple years where they were pretty good. So I had to like perform you know, in contests to make money. And it's like, Oh, and that's kind of fucked up too, because it's like, Oh, if I don't kick flip this pyramid and I don't land this, I'm not going to make the that's a pressure. Cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's not unlike park building. <laughs> it's, it's the same fucking thing. Like, mm. but, um, but yeah, I think it was all that. And then, you know, I got in that really bad car accident too, that, that, um, just had a cloud it was a cloud over my life i mean it still is were you, you know? driving mm-hmm. yeah oh, I, I don't know i don't know if i know about that yeah i i've talked about it a little bit publicly before but yeah like we we got in a head-on collision and and there was a lot of bad things that happened and i saw a lot of sh- a lot of shit and that was in between um it was right after i won tampa pro the pro one so it was oh, like shit. my first my first year being pro and then I was out. I couldn't skate. I couldn't really skate for like a year. I had two surgeries uh, on my femur. My left leg was like destroyed. My whole body was destroyed. But like a lot of other things happened too where people were really, really hurt. And um, and then there was like a lawsuit that I was maybe facing and like maybe, uh. j- maybe jail. T- we just didn't fucking know. And like, you know, and then I had a bad doctor that, did some fucked up shit. So then, you know, 
years later come to find out and diagnosed with PTSD, complex PTSD uh, through the things that the doctor did and like, and, and just being in a head-on collision. Yeah, and the police officers and all that. They were being real mean to me. And it was a really bad thing. So that that happened too. And that particular thing that happened was the was the if I was going to go the wrong way with drinking, that was the thing that definitely I wasn't gonna stop. Well, you're in pain. You can't skate, so you're probably getting into like painkillers and then drinking to help a little bit of pain. Also, yeah, painkillers and then and then not wanting to be in a car and then going on oh. tour, going on tours, being in a van when someone else is driving. Oh, you fuck. have this like control thing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And I didn't know any of that. Really, that diagnosis didn't come later. Ten years later, you know, right. after I quit, after I quit drinking and started like doing some like well, let's figure out what that was all. It's not about quitting drinking. You quit drinking. That's none of it's, none of it's easy. Mm-hmm. But like the harder part is like, why? Why'd you just, why'd you just drink for fucking 10 years? That's the, yeah. I mean, and I that, go to therapy for that stuff. Yeah, me too. And that's the thing. That's the, it's like I said, none of it's easy, but once you can quit and then you can quit, long enough to where you start feeling better and then you don't want to go celebrate yourself feeling better. Yeah. Once you get out of that pattern, we're like, I did 30 days. We can go. Yeah. There. Let's celebrate. I've yeah, been sober. You get past <laughs> that part and then you're like, okay, I'm really bored. I'm really fucking bored. And then you go, but that's better than what was, you got to keep telling yourself, okay, that's better than what it was. You can be bored. That's fine. And then you start picking, you start picking up things and then you, then you get busier and busier and busier. The boredom goes away. Yeah. You start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking shit, dude. You start a concrete company. You start. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm so fucking busy now. Oh, I, yeah. I'm so busy. I like, I run a company. I have two kids. I'm married. Yeah. We own a house. We, we, none of this, none of this would have happened if I didn't just quit drinking. I quit drinking when I was, 27 26 i'll be it'll be 13 years so you got in a car accident which kind of maybe propelled the drinking so what made you stop i was it was really bad i like you were aware that like uh this i was in i was in the hospital twice a month for uh, just like yeah like i couldn't I couldn't function anymore. Not that I really had to, cause I was still getting skateboard checks, which mm. made it, which made it worse. But like, um, I remember, I mean, there was plenty of instances where it's like, okay, that should be the last night, you know, but I, it, there's certain things that are waking up getting, I, I, I used to, you get like DTs where you could like, you could, you know, you could, you from not eating and not and drinking, drinking and not eating. Your um, hands just like, yeah, and you you can hallucinate and like you, things aren't very clear. You know, you can't tell sometimes when you're sleeping and when you're awake, like in that at nighttime. Like I had all that stuff, and I would go check myself in for the day and get like the banana bag and get like you know get rehydrated and all that stuff. Yeah, and I was doing that twice a month at the end. And I remember one morning, like just getting like a bot. This is one of many 
but like getting a bottle of Jack Daniels and driving to the hospital <sighs> and just, and just like parking out front and just waiting to like, okay, I better drink that. This is how I, I better drink this. So I, so my body will be better. That's how backwards I had it. Yeah. And that was going on for, that was going on for like a year. And then I lost my house. I lost everything. Oh shit. And then when I, and then when I went back to claim bankruptcy after to get all that debt, you know, out, um, you start trying to find your debt, you know? And I had all these ER visits from all these different cities that I, and half of them, I didn't remember. I was like, Winston Salem, North Carolina. When did I go? Whoa. Oh yeah. I was at that music venue. There was this thing. And then I was like, it, it was bad. I, it, every, it ruined, it ruined everything. And it ruined it very quickly. It was like, it was working. It was working. I could skate contests. Like I think I got third in Tampa and I was like 12, 16 beers in, like mm. it, it was working and then it stops working. And then it's exactly, but you, but you don't yeah. know it's not working anymore. But then people, gotta, while. Yeah. people got to start telling you. Even when it gets dark, the stars still come out to play. What gave you more anxiety, a hangover or, uh, or the idea that you blacked out and a lot of stuff happened that no. you didn't remember? I was really at the time. I mean, I was really used to blacking out. So like, I don't know what the anxiety might've been over. I mean, at the very end, I was like, oh, is this how I'm going out? I remember thinking like, come on, dude, like you got to be better than that. You're not going to be, you're not going to go out like this. Yeah. Like I told myself like, yeah, we're all going to die, but I don't want to die drunk. Right. You know? And so yeah. I kind of made a pact with myself about that. But yeah, the anxiety stuff with the PTSD and all the stuff that I go through, it was gnarly. And you would just be like trying to kill it. You'd be trying to kill the the anxiety. You know? If if somebody was going to ask you, because you, I mean, you're a really good, I love talking to you because a lot of our paths are similar. Sure. And when I look at what you're doing now and how you are and how you compose yourself and how you're flying to the Olympics and doing a lot of stuff, <laughs> that stuff wasn't an option for you back then. I mean, you had no. really bad anxiety, as did I. And I guess my question is, if somebody was like struggling with that, would would the answer be there's not one answer? It's a lot of work, or is there something that clicked that you're like, hey, this helped a lot? There was, I mean, it it is a lot of work, yes. But um, there's certain things that certain people say to you that kind of, you know, um, mm. one I because I went to the I went to AA for like a year year and a half. Um, and it helped. And mm -hmm. then I, I don't know if it stopped helping or what, I don't I don't know. I don't go anymore, but like, um, it does that program definitely helps. But I remember someone saying, no one ever looks back and says, I wish I would have drank more, you know? Yeah. I owe you an amends for this buddy. No one said that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's fucking ever said that. That's a so great point. Like, yeah. And then, um, and then there was this old, old timer uh, named Charlie and I never really got to know him too well, but his spiel that he said that kind of rang true was every drunk's the same. They are an egomaniac with an inferiority complex, meaning, mm. meaning 
when they look around the room, they don't understand why everyone else's life is better, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but they think that they're the smartest person in the room. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that makes- like the guys that took acid early in their life too. They think they're geniuses and they have no brain. It's crazy. It's so twisted. Yeah. But you hear, you hear certain things, but see, when I heard those things, I had already stopped. Uh-huh. Those just like reinforced uh, my thinking on it. And I, and, and things, I mean, even quitting smoking cigarettes, you don't feel better the next day. It, I don't know if you ever feel better. I quit smoking seven years ago. I don't know if I feel great from it, but but you learn you learn to trust yourself again. Mm-hmm. I could trust myself to go to a family function, or you couldn't you couldn't count on me to be anywhere on time. So that's what I think is that what the gets the ball rolling is you start realizing that you're in control of yourself and you can handle any situation. Whereas before you're like, I'm out of control. I can't handle anything. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're a beautiful man. That's crazy to think about now. Yeah. Cause control but- is a huge part of anxiety for me. Like if I go into a room that I have to be there for two hours and I can't leave, I start getting worried. But if it's like casual, you can come and go. You're like, Oh, yeah. I got this. Yeah. It's the yeah. exact same situation. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and that's the biggest part of anxiety is anticipation. Right. You get the anxiety before it happens. And then, yeah. but then, you, then it goes away. As you, and then in the process, you're hitting yourself because you're like, why did I freak out so hard about <laughs> getting on this plane that I can just go to sleep on? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and that's the thing. Like, you're, you, So many people spend so much time working against themselves. So I got a gold medal in drinking and air guitar. And it's like, you're not, the world is going to work against you. <laughs> you don't, you don't need to help it. It's very hard. Life's hard. It's Dude. very hard, but that's what, that's what makes it cool and rewarding when you figure at least this much of it out for a certain amount of time. And like, yeah, yeah I mean, you just don't give yourself the option to, to, to fuck yourself over. Cause that's what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have, I don't have regrets and I, I see other people that drink and they can handle it. Okay. And that's fine. Like I got nothing against that, but part of, I think what might be the problem is when there's like a Bukowski or somebody that just makes it seems it's so romanticized. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm the guy that has all the, uh, (laughs) what was it? What did he say? It was a drunk, something about like drinking. You need stamina basically. And a real good drunk has stamina. They can keep it going. Oh my friend. And, and so there's kind of like that tough guy, right? But like, you're the guy that could get knocked over with like one finger because he can stand up. But like, hey, it's just interesting. Hold on, hold on one second. I got to plug my computer in, but I got, yeah. I got something to say about that. Okay, no problem. All right, it's that time again. I got my mind on some magic and some magic on my mind. This stuff has been uh, being consumed daily. It's time for me to drink one today. I got... Uh, this little shot here. Give me a sec. So I've been drinking this stuff every day since I got it. I've been waking up like an alarm clock without the alarm every day. And I don't know what's going on outside, but you guys should try this. Uh, give it a try. Magic mind. It's, um, 
going to boost your energy and focus. It's going to crush procrastination. I mean, you know how sometimes you think about things and by the time you do it, it's too late or it's dark or whatever. With that comes some mental clarity, you know? I'm talking magic mind here on Talking Schmidt. So listen up. It's filled with vitamins and adaptogens and matcha and nootropics. And you're supposed to use it alongside your morning caffeine, but I tend to drink the coffee first and then add this later in the day because I always have a three o'clock burnout sensation. And what I'm hoping and seems to be working kind of already is that if I drink coffee in the morning and then drink this after my lunch, I can get a steady flow throughout the whole day and then my sleep pattern will be better at night. Huge experiment that I'm, you know, trying. I'm always trying to better my life here. And so this is one way that I'm working on that. Um, but the good people at Magic Mind have a little offer for you guys. If you want to try this, you can go to magicmind.com forward slash Schmidt. Uh, and they're going to give you your first case half price with the code SCHMIT20, S-C-H-M-I-T-2-0. The word is out, and it's magic mind. Starting in January, you will find it in all Sprouts Farmer's Market stores across the country. If you have a Sprouts store nearby, get down there, grab a few bottles, and try it. If you don't have Sprouts, get on the interweb and type in magicmind.com forward slash Schmidt. First case, half off. Code Schmidt20. You know how all this works, right? I help you find it and they help you support me. So it's like we're all working together here. This is a trial period and we have half the case down and half to go. So I'm going to keep reporting on my journey and I'd love to hear about yours. That's magicmind.com forward slash Schmidt code Schmidt 20 Schmidt 20 from magic magic mind. Got my mind on my magic and my magic on my mind. It's magicmind.com forward slash Schmidt, code Schmidt20, and we out. Okay, and we're back. We made it. We made it, man. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of like skateboarding in my head. Yeah, I used to be able to like win contests, but now I can get fifth, but I'm drunk. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you, and that's the thing too. Like I needed a lot of attention back then. Now I don't want, I don't want any really much attention at all. Um, yeah. But like, and that's the thing with like, you're saying the romanticized, you know, movie character or whatever, or writer or whatever it may be. And it's like, yeah, that's not real. Yeah. I mean, it's like smoking, right? James Dean. He made it cool. James Dean. Like people, yes. people were like trying to emulate him. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, this is the most addicting thing ever. I can't quit. Right. And most people that smoke will tell you they hate it. Yeah. But they can't stop. Yeah. So like, I think I was privileged. My mom smoked and it took her like 
50 years or something to quit. So yeah. I saw that and vicariously, I was like, I never want that. Cause right. she was always going like, I hate cigarettes as she smoked yeah. it, but <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, quit. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, why can't you quit? Yeah. You know, like as a kid, you're like, why can't you just stop then? Right. And, you, and the, and the ceilings are all yellow and it just like yeah. smells funky. And you're just like, mom, you could, you stop this? Like, yeah, you have to stop. You have yeah. to stop. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, uh, like, but yeah, my first test of like real test of like not drinking was like, when Ryan Clements called me and he's like, Hey, do you want to go on tour with little Wayne? That's hilarious. What year was that? And, oh. I, and I was like, I had was like that early on, like I with your I, sober, I had like a little bit more than like a year maybe. And I was like, if this is, if anything's going to fuck this up, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be this. And it didn't, it didn't fuck it up. And, and then after that tour was done, I did like, you got a lot of contact high, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not even, not, it wasn't, no, I mean, I saw a lot of crazy shit and met a lot of people, met a lot of famous people. And, um, it was a crazy, crazy, wonderful experience. Uh, I think it was like six months on and off, you know, or whatever. But like at the end of it, I was like, I can do fucking anything now without drinking. Uh-huh. And that's it. You know, it was the biggest test. Right. And then, yeah. Like, what was one of the biggest, what was like the biggest place? Like, did you do Madison Square Garden? Like, where'd you, what, what did, what kind of venue did you do? I think it was like, like 30, wow. 30,000 people a night. We Fuck. did, we did, um, the MGM in Vegas and like Floyd Mayweather was there backstage with us and stuff. Like, no way. Yeah. There was like tons, tons of people backstage where you're like, oh, what? Dude. And who was it? Was it you and Theotis? No, Theotis had something I think to do with him before it was that tour, maybe. Mm. Uh, I originally got like hired to skate his birthday party, like his 30th birthday party. And then like a year later, we went on tour. But um, Jeremy Nibs, Connor Champion, uh, Dante, um, and yo-yo it was just joseph radcliffe i think there were and then brayden brayden he, he was on it at the of very on the very end and i want to say shuriken actually was on it um for mm. a couple couple weeks hell yeah and i want to say like we went on the europe we went on another tour in europe um and then it was i think it was the pretty much the same crew um yeah, and then the the opening act for that was like Mac Miller, and then he passed away like not too long after that. Oh man! Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but it was two Ti and two chains and uh, a Ti two chains and uh, and and Wayne and, and Cal Berard. Yeah, 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 and me <laughs> and me. But the, and, but it was just like it was the most surreal thing, you know. You go to a truck stop with like Birdman. And like went to a Wendy's with Birdman. And so one person took a photo of Birdman and then there's a thousand people at the truck stop. You know, it's like just, it's, it's surreal. Like all that shit that, that happened and, and meeting Wayne and, and, and doing all that. And it was, it was so surreal. Yeah. And it was, and I realized he was like a real skateboarder then. Cause you heard how oh, he's just doing what? Yeah, I don't know. Oh what, yeah. No, when he, came I don't know what San people Francisco, thought. He would yeah. always call us and say, I'm coming to double rock after the show. <laughs> yeah. Sick bro i need that yeah it's sick you you know and like and and um but yeah he's got yeah it was quite it was 
it was nuts, man. But like, and, and fuck dude, if you would have gave me that opportunity when I was 18, oh. <laughs> we'd all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone would be dead somehow. Mm. So, um, that was a good trust, trust exercise for myself. What about uh true or false? You went to a um, beer pong tournament with the penthouse girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that true? I would, I would, I would put, I'd put a little bit of truth on that, but it's not like you think. This guy did his research. You were sponsored by penthouse or something. <laughs> just for a minute, but it was, it was a penthouse had an energy drink that never came out, so it was on uh, the energy drink. So they took us to a party in Orlando and it was like a beer beer pong thing. And there was like, yeah, some, some kind of penthouse stuff going on, but it was not fucking cool. It wasn't at all. cool. It wasn't like you were chilling with Hefner and fucking- no, <laughs> no, it was none of that. It was like another night at the bar sponsored by penthouse. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> happened at the end with consolidated? How did you split there? Good terms, bad terms, I think a little bit of both. I think mm. I know I bummed them out a little bit when I quit and I don't know exactly what it was. I think I was going to get shoes from Converse oh. and maybe even get a check. Maybe at the time, I think there might've been something there and they weren't happy about that. And they hadn't paid me in a while. And I, and I got really, and I, and it was at the point, I think I was like 27 or 28. And I was like, I only have like a little bit more time to try to, do skateboarding, you know, and like, and I, I felt like their message, um, their message wasn't where I could make any money. I, I think like, I, I think that the team maybe suffered a little bit at that time. I don't even know if that's true. I just think that like, I was maybe denied a couple opportunities and they were denied at the time where I needed a few last opportunities to keep it going for a little bit yeah um, I, I mean you know I, it's 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 hard it is what it is like it seems to me like i get the whole mentality of the anti-nike campaign and stuff but at some point you're spending all your money resources and time into this like negative thing on another company and you're neglecting your team writers like you're spending money on these ads that are just like fuck Nike or whatever, which yeah. is cool. But when you do it for like five years or something, and then all of a sudden your team just keeps dwindling, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I get why they, they don't want Nike involved, but at the same time, I see all my friends being able to continue their career with the these thing. checks. Yeah. So like when Chet Childers bought a house because Nike, I'm hyped. <laughs> You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, fucking hey, dude. You know, like Chet wouldn't have a house without Nike. And it's no. like, so get your cheddar, put it on your burger and whatever, you know, yeah. like things could be worse. You could be wearing a Red Bull helmet. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> Red Bull fucking NASCAR suit. If you're going to make money in skateboarding, you got to play some sort of game. You got to you got to do something. And it's like, right. it, and they weren't able to provide me with okay, we don't feel that you should do that. That's against our message. But but they, at the time, they didn't have an alternative to where I could keep. I mean, I was building parks at the time, not owning a company, 
Like I was just, I was working, I think full time at that point. Um, but then I got on elephant. Mike V asked me to get on elephant. So, and I oh, did yeah. that. Yeah. With and Svitek, I did that. Right. It was no. Cause that Svitek was, um, the company Later. after elephant. Oh, okay. It was me, Jason Adams, Markovich. Oh, sick. Neil Hendricks and, and, um, and Mike. And I'm, and I'm sorry if I forget anyone else. I'm trying to think. But I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And like it, it worked for a year or whatever. And that, and at the end of that, when it was over and Mike left to do street plant is what it was. And that's what Svitex on. Um, I called Jason and I was like, Hey, are you, are you going to try to be pro skateboarder anymore? And he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm over it. Cause it, at that point it was like the thing where it was like in purgatory where you can stay and make a little bit of money and not have, to do yeah. anything or if you ever want to really progress with your life outside of skateboarding now's the time actually probably five years ago was the time but now's the time to go you got to get out that's the scary thing like getting out is getting in's hard yeah, but if you're a good skateboarder and you're halfway cool then you're in but like getting out fuck dude you know every time i try to get out they pull me back in you know it's we like all the have godfather they keep bringing me back <laughs> in but it's so it's so hard to do anything in your second act after after skateboarding takes you so far away from what the reality is in the working world it's yeah, so, and you've it's, never had a that's what yeah i was talking to my wife about this stuff is like imagine just n all, all your credentials is like non is the opposite of corporate and it's just like <laughs> you don't have like I mean, I do because I, I edit and I do yeah, things. Yeah, totally. But as a skateboarder, all you do is skate, travel, and maybe you're good at socializing because you have to do interviews <laughs> and these yeah, kind yeah, of things, yeah, yeah. and you yeah. party and, and, and that. But as far as, like, having a responsibility 40-hour a week and, like, have so, like, and, and a lot of people drop out of high school so they can, you know, do this stuff and it's just like all of a sudden you're 40 no one cares about you and you're like wait i was a superstar and now <laughs> yeah. no one even calls me like what the hell it was it was nice not being a superstar right <laughs> yeah it was because i never had that far to fall from like okay. i had superstar buddies yeah but i was just like you know the guy that was making a little bit of money here and there from contests and had a few sponsors mm. i did that for 17 years Right. I never made like I made a paycheck for 17 years. I had like five really well, what I considered really good, but like I didn't have at the end, I didn't have that far to fall. I just, I, I was kind of on my way out and I started, um, I got a job at artists and skate parks, learning how to like trowel and set forms. And then what year was that? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Yeah. And, and then so, when did you get your own company? uh 2015 15 i've been doing i've been doing front rock since 2015 so it'll be i think eight or nine years coming up in december that rips. it's cool it's awesome it's it's stressful it's great when it's great when it's bad it's really bad because is it kind of like freelance where like your jobs aren't consistent like sometimes you have too many and sometimes you don't have enough yeah uh -huh. yeah this year has been really weird because like during 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 COVID, during the pandemic years, all the kids were out of school and then they closed the skate parks. So we started getting I started getting all these calls to do oh we need something because the 
I know I know now with them jumping off the couch. We need to put the kids in the backyard. <laughs> you know, so we were doing all these jobs that were like, I mean, some of them are quarter pipe for five grand or whatever, and then you know, five to fifty thousand dollars. And we, I blown away because I thought when I started this company, it was just a joke. Like, oh, we'll pour driveways, we'll pour patios. Every once in a while, we'll sneak in a quarter pipe. And and during those years, it was opposite. We were just doing skate feature after skate feature after skate feature. Ah. Uh-huh. It was great. And then uh, there was a point where I could, I was like, I could hire five more people right now and we could just do two jobs, three jobs at a time. And I didn't do it because I, I knew it was going to come to an end like that, that heavy, heavy of like a workflow. Yeah. And I don't want to fire nobody. I don't want to fire anyone. So I kept everyone that has wanted to stay. Some people have gone and done other things. My, one of my buddies that worked for me, he's an electrician now. Another friend of mine works for the city of Oceanside. So um, I don't think we've ever had any like, you're fired. I've never, you're fired. Never. Um, so that's good. But now the jobs are different. You know, we went to Hawaii and did a job for six weeks. And, you know, like we just went to Tahoe for six weeks and we might be going to Arizona for six weeks. And I don't, want to get back on the road and travel and it's really hard to do because my wife travels right now for work too and she's killing yeah. she's killing it in what she does so she's only going to travel more and then the kids are here so um it's 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 nice it's a different motivation than having having to be at work at a certain time because someone's telling you to like when you when you own the company your boss is the client so the client your boss changes every project he might get a good boss he might get a bad one right um, so it's a lot of, it's a different set of, um, challenges than it was. You got to be here at seven and we're working until, you know, cause I, a lot of the times I'm worth more off the job site is what now, now after years of doing it, mm. uh, the guys that are on the job every day doing that, like they can do it faster than me. And as long as if they have a question, I can, you know, figure it out for them. I just, my job is to make sure that they're taken care of well the client's mm. expectations are covered and everyone makes money at the end. That's, right. that's, that's my job. So like negotiating too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Negotiating, negotiating square footage price and, and, um, scope of work and all that shit. Yeah. Which is nothing I considered in 2015 when I just wanted to build a quarter pipe for some friends. I, that's not what it was, but that's what it is now. Did you see what we did at the UN Plaza in San Francisco with Camp yeah, yeah, I saw some of that stuff. Dude, sick. it went up so fast. The so city's sick. 100% behind it, and it's amazing. It's like this new thing that they want to do, which is like they want to call it a, a, a plaza. It's not right. a skate park. There's no fences. It's just skatable objects. Like they make the plaza with things that right. are skatable, and no one is mad at you when you skate them. So right. there's for the skateboard world, it's like a little more like street cred. Like you're not filming at a skate park or shooting photos right. at a skate park. You're actually on the street still. And it hopefully, I think their main intent is to kind of push out the zombies. And, oh, and, right. And, and because there's that issue too, because it's right down there in the middle of it all. But uh, no, that was a sick ex- that. So I went down and filmed it all because um, yeah. we do this DIY series for Thrasher. Yep with austin and uh it was funny peabody came in because he had to teach him how to do the brick stamp oh yeah yeah, yeah. 
how many times that guy people is like one of my long friends i love him yeah, to death yeah but how many times he's like smitty it's not cement cement is the ingredient it is the ingredient it's concrete <laughs> yeah. and i was like, Fuck. Cements, like cements the glue yeah yeah like it was so funny man um what are some of the stuff that you're most stoked on that you've done do you have any like like you've done a lot of parks for uh like theota shane o'neill like uh yeah, we did. yeah. um I was mean, Shane O'Neill's at his house that he bought from Conseco? I don't it was know. Like, it was like a know. big house. He he moved, I don't know if he still lives there, but he did buy Jose Conseco's old house at one time. Fucking great. Yeah. Um no, uh and the so the skate park that's there, California skate park's built for Shane, all we did was a mini ramp, a wooden mini ramp. Okay. Um, so we can't take credit for that one. We did Theotis's a long time ago. We almost redid it recently, um, but and that still might be in the cards. Um, Burnett skates Provost House a lot, and we did Pro, we did Collins, and Collins I think's the funnest one. His looks uh, good. I got to get down to that one. Yeah, and then Figgy, but he Figgy doesn't live in that house anymore. But Figgy's is the next street over, right? By oh, okay, and, yeah, and that one's pretty fun too. We we've done a bunch, and they're all they're all residential. We still haven't done a public park. And that's the difference. Like when you're saying like they want to do the plaza and all that's, that's amazing. And that's awesome. But like, you, you know how you're saying the model of it is, is like, so, you know, people can like maybe film on it, but then also like, you know, it's kind of wide open, no fences. Like my whole thing with starting front rock was like, I want to do like residential, like landscapes, like you, you build, you build it into the, you, you match the property. Yeah. You know? I mean, get, I think that's what Drahobo was kind of trying to do, right? Yeah, With yeah, the quarter yeah. pipe right. and then into the rocks. Yeah, he was calling it the ball return. Oh, if anyone comes, we'll just say it's a ball return. I'm like, <laughs> Whatever you say, Dan. But then the neighbors are over there kicking their ball against <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Dan's fucking awesome, dude. Um, what do you think about this? Uh, we always laugh about, um, like, the dudes are like, the mud they're talking about the mud right yeah, it's the mud, coming, yeah. but what, it's like the dudes they're like the you weren't there for the poor and there's kind of, mm. like washington street they had that vibe of like oh where were you fuck you when you come yeah, to yeah i remember that like, i remember that i get it you know like it's hard work but like we got i got vibed i well we didn't get vibed out of washington street but in the very beginning me and peterson because you know the, the the airport's right there yeah so, Hartman picked us up. We went over there. There was only like the spine and then the one wall and then maybe that back wall with the channel. And I, I had, I want to say it's probably someone I know now, but I can't remember who said it. Like Peterson got here. He goes, man, I got plane legs. And one of these like, I got working hands. And we're like, Oh, you know, like, fuck, damn it. You know? And so we didn't feel, we didn't feel good that day skating that place. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I, the over the overzealous of anything, anyone overzealous in whatever they do, it kind of it kind of sucks for me. But I get it too. I, I think uh, if no one builds anything to skate, there's nothing to skate. So I see that point. But yeah. don't don't be an asshole to people that just skate. Skateboarding. I mean- to some degree there's okay you worked hard i get that but then to some degree there's a power trip 
Yeah. Like, it's think, like the dude that has the ramp that he's like, ha ha, uh-huh. you can only skate when I tell you you can or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's like the dude that used to fucking monitor the skate park and he didn't need to tell us to wear pads, but he loved to tell us to wear pads. And you're just like, <laughs> dude, there's no one here. We Like, yeah. come on. It's like, uh, it's Derby, bro. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. When people get, get like that, I don't, I, I tend to back away from all that, man. I don't give a shit. Concrete's just, um, something that I learned how to do. And like it's cool. I'm I'm just glad I have a trade. Mm. I, don't, I don't give a fuck about yeah how cool it is or whatever. I think having the company and having it working out right now, I'm very very happy about it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's it's hard work every day. It's but but fuck. I mean, I don't I don't want to vibe anyone out about anything. I didn't know how to do shit for a long fucking time because I started like I said, I never had a job. Turned right. pro turned pro when I was 16, so I didn't know how to do fucking shit. <laughs> So it's fine. It's if, fine. If if uh, what are some of your favorite parks you didn't build? I don't know. I I don't even know if I'd rate it like that. I mean, because there's part you know there's like places that you skate that aren't that great, mm-hmm. but they're your favorite places. Mm-hmm. You know, I there was a time there was a time in skateboarding, like I had those two surgeries on my leg, and I kind of got fired from everyone, and I didn't skate professionally. Mm. And I went to college for three semesters in St. Augustine, Florida. And there's a team pain park there uh, called Treaty Park. And it's like, it's not on the map of like best skate parks in the world. But like to me, like skating there every night when I was going to school and I was like going back to what we were saying, like I didn't have any obligations to any sponsors or going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Treaty Park was one of my favorite, but it was it's not like it's not the most epic. I mean, I remember going to FDR when I was really young and seeing that place and like skating there and thinking it was the best, you know. Um, but it's hard to skate and it's not the best. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you, I, we went to the Cayman Islands Park and it's like, oh, Black Pearl, and it's like, but it's not that fun. It's just big. And you're it, on the Cayman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, being right, on the right. island's awesome. Right, it's, it's like any any skate park you build in Hawaii is the best. <laughs> it's the best. That's what that's what, that's what I'm getting. You know, it's like, like Lahaina's the best because right. I'm in Lahaina. <laughs> right, right. But it's just like that's that's kind of more where where I what how I feel about it. I don't I don't think there's a. Did you ever skate Chango World? Was that the bike park in the Midwest? It was like in in indoors with it was just like. I know I saw footage of it. I don't think I ever went. That to me always seemed like the best place. Like yeah. Phil and those guys went and skated it, and you're, it's just like a snake <laughs> yeah, run I remember, with I remember, wood. Yeah. yeah, it looks so sick. But that's kind of what I think about. Like we always say, the perfect model is Orcas Island because it has tranny around the whole oh, thing, yeah. so you can hit it wherever you are. You can keep getting speed. Sure. So you build the thing in the middle, and then you surround it with tranny. Yeah. And that seems like it should be the model. Even if it's a street course, the tranny on the outside. Yeah, like why should it just go to flat? Yeah, keep it. To a grass in. lawn yeah. or something. Keep right. it in. So right. you can always build your speed. You can roll in at shit. You can never have an excuse to not have enough speed to hit one of the obstacles that's built. Right. You just influence somebody. Yeah. That, th- those are some of the things that we look at when we're skating all these parks. And you know, then there's the ones that you go to like I think it's Myrtle Creek where they just took pipes and they, from the town, they brought them in mm-hmm. and they put some metal yeah. over them 
and that kind of shit is epic because it's just like this is a part of the town it, 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 you know like yeah. it, it's it's like the wagon wheel in the background or whatever <laughs> like, you know what i mean yeah. so i love the oregon and montana parks for a lot of like obviously red and and monk did most of them and they have kind of like that kick-ass mentality yes but the the just little accents like the fucking polson one with the helmet like (laughs) there's just there's shit that you're like what the fuck like that's a stormtrooper like what the (laughs) hell who's gonna skate that part and then somebody tries and someone does it and you're like god damn how did they think of this there's so many parks nowadays that i haven't skated Mm. yeah that too like there's so much more i felt like in the early 2000s when we were skating we went on a trip with team pain all around florida we skated all of those and it was great yeah such a good time right um but like yeah i mean there's so many things i haven't skated now Mm -hmm. well where's if you take a vacation with the wife where do you go where's like one year go to spots if you could have if you got all the money in the world and you got two weeks off do you go oh, to Europe? Do you go to Hawaii? Do you go to fucking Caribbean? Am I bringing my skateboard? Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, no, just you and yeah, the wife okay. to like have a great time. Jesus. And relax. Man. I don't know. We've been, a- to, we've been to Cabo a few times. It's cool. You like it down there? Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Yeah, we go to Hawaii as much as we can. I love the hot water, hot, hot climate with warm water. It's just great for my body. We When we did that park earlier this year, I had... I've been over there once, but not, I didn't know anything about Maui, you know, and we were there for a little while and it was was great. And then at the end of the trip, my family came out, we hung out for a week. Uh, I would do that every weekend. So great. We we (laughs) We did, I think, 15 day camp trip with like Hammocky, Drahobo, and that were at the crew was sick. And we did, oh my God, that was a, I, that's i could do those all day yeah, yeah yeah no hawaii is pretty awesome it's up it's there pretty, huh? pretty awesome yeah um do you want to finish it with like maybe like i know there's it's hard to pinpoint but like is there any that stick out moments with preston that are like super fun or funny or just like a moment that like or a trip you went on or just any <laughs> like you know i always i always think about preston and and i think like man we had so many times like the first time i met him was he was living at andy mcdonald's house yeah and so oh, we yeah, went yeah, over yeah, there yeah, and yeah. andy wasn't there and we were just playing on because he had a fireman's pole that went from his his room down to the the bottom floor and yeah. we couldn't believe it we we're just like this is insane <laughs> so we're just sliding up and down the pole like running up because andy wasn't there and his yeah. girlfriend came home and she was just so bummed she's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> but man i miss that dude i know he was special to you i wonder like is there something that maybe you got that i don't know about would be be sick i i just remember so when he was doing shotgun when he was doing, I had a part in shotgun. Yeah. You know, that whole part. Well, most of it I had already filmed and it was supposed to be for a world video that never came out. So uh-huh. I saw Preston somewhere and I'm like, Hey man, I have 40 minutes of footage or whatever it was. It was everything I had ever filmed it. And some of, most of it wasn't great at all, but I was like, you want to film a few things and like, well, you know, maybe I can give it to you for like a thrasher thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck, we'll put it in shotgun or whatever. So we went to like, amsterdam for like damn am and i got to spend like a week 
with 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 all the skate park of Tampa guys, but Preston was there too. And just filming with him and just being there, it was it was not much different than what the trip was in Marseille. It was like when you when you had Preston in Europe and you were the thing that we always tried to get was like, all right, Rhino's shooting photos. Can we get Preston to film? Yeah. That that was like the, the dream best. team. Oh my god, the dream team, absolutely. I remember, uh, but the, just that week in Amsterdam was, um, it was so special, man. It was so cool just, just seeing how, seeing how he did it, because he was such a, he was such a pro, man. Such at life, at life, he was just such a pro. I remember one thing that did happen. <laughs> we didn't have a bottle opener, you know, like, and he had like a for whatever beer it was, and he had a a plastic water bottle. And he and he did it with a plastic water bottle, but it had so much fucking pressure on the thing that the fucking cap shot and stuck in his neck, and it, it just stuck there. And he goes, huh, huh. and I'm like, what? I couldn't figure out what happened. And he pulled it, and he had a red purple ring of the bottle cap oh, <laughs> right man. here, dude. When he passed away, um, that must have been hard because I it, when you were telling me that. It's the exact same thing for me. So he passed like right before you got married yeah. and hammock. He passed, he was going to be the photographer at our wedding. So yeah. he, he, I, I believe, I don't remember how close, but it was probably, I think he, maybe he died in February or March or something. And then our wedding was in August. So, yeah. and then when we went on our honeymoon, cranny was in a coma. Is that, is that real? That's right. So like, I was just like, fucking shit is nuts yeah, right it now. was bad and then and then yeah and then and then monk and jake like i i didn't know those mm. guys too well honestly i didn't have too many interactions with either i i knew jake uh but but uh but yeah preston man I, I i remember like when he passed i thought to myself like you know what's skateboarding gonna be like now i remember thinking because he had such a profound effect on the way i thought of skateboarding sure it was almost like when i quit drinking like am i going to be able to listen to like black sabbath and not (laughs) (laughs) just like these questions come up that you 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 pair these things and like when all in in joe when he passed and like all that stuff it was like i felt like skateboarding was was like passing away from me like i felt i just felt like all these these guys that brought me to this point where you know i got to go on these amazing trips and those guys were always at the helm of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the, that and then that's all gone and then like the skate career that i whatever we didn't call it a career until it was over but it was just like i i had a i had a pretty difficult time thinking about skateboarding and what it meant or what it was going to mean to me moving forward after this guy i mean Dude, you guys, you guys took some hits up there. I lost my whole team, but it's, it's just is what it is. I think you need to just like focus on your life and do the best you can. And, 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 and sadly skateboarding's not as important as we all thought it might be, you know, like it, it can always be skateboarding, but the importance of it isn't like, I don't know. Yeah, I know what it, you're saying. You know it's, what I mean? It's like and when, it, it was with those guys. It was with those guys. It was important to me in yeah, a big part the friendships. Because, because of them. And, uh, you know, I remember whatever trip we were on, it was like the golden hour or whatever, you know, we were trying. I, dude, 
the funny thing is, is like every time we tried to film something or shoot something with Rhino, I rarely fucking landed anything with those <laughs> dudes ever. And it was like, I'm like, whatever. They like me as a person. Yeah. yeah or whatever. But like, I remember like, oh, Preston was like, come on, golden hour, three shades of Sherbert. That's what yeah, he said. Three shades of Sherbert. Three yeah, shades I, of Sherbert. I still run that one. because I say him. it all. I said it to yeah. my son like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I said it to my, I say, look at this guy. It's three shades of Sherbert, just like Preston. That's and those are said. our blessings, man. Those are the things that like we got to hold on to. Navarrete told me when it all went down because we were talking and Darren known him longer than me probably. And he was like, dude we're on a journey we're fucking on an adventure and we got to fucking make it we got to keep going and we're going to lose people some people are going to drown in rivers we're crossing some people are going to stay behind but we have to stay on our path and one of the things like i got to go my first time to new york was with preston Mm -hmm. my first time to europe was with preston and i was in copenhagen with preston seeing these guys that live there build a keg on a bike and call it <laughs> Preston's place. Yes. They fucking loved him and they drove the keg wherever he went. So he had beer for the whole time. <laughs> it was the most amazing thing I've ever, and I was there. And so what am I going to do? You know, yeah. like these guys yeah. are gone and it's part of my pain, but it's also, I was very fortunate to have any of that. I didn't deserve to like be in half those places, you know, yeah, like right. what was I doing there? So it's just like, fuck, dude, stoked. Uh, I was, uh, he, what a fucking tour guide. Yeah. Was. Yeah. No, like, like you said, you felt like you could get in the van and go to sleep. Like they had, it. you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You were, they, we're going to make it. Don't worry. Yeah, it's going to be the around best. the corners, the best tacos you've ever had. Yeah. And there's and a they, cheap beer down the street, yeah. right on the right hand side. Like it was right. always that. Yep. On it's, on a shoe on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it, they made it the best and it was so accessible to fucking anyone and everyone. And like fun. here I knew that we were on the best trip mm-hmm. when we were on e- whatever trip it was. I was like, this <laughs> No one's having fun like this. I knew it too, because we used to make the videos on Thrasher's website (laughs) and everyone would be like, dude, I want on one of those trips. Yes. It's not the best skating. It just looks so (laughs) fun. But but it is the best skating. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best representation of like what I wanted to do. No, exactly. I mean, the first time I got to go with Hewitt, I was just like, I'm with Hewitt at Burnside. (laughs) (laughs) I won. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was. Oh my god, dude. I mean, being so young and being in the van, Mm. and like you know, like being with all those people. Yeah. Ah, dude. It was. Um. It was. You know, I was scared. Yeah. (laughs) Because I wanted to be cool to all my heroes, but now that we're all older and like you know, Dan lives down the street and shit, and like. It's different Are you now. in Escondido? I'm in Vista. It's next door. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're down I'm by like, Schmitty's oh. bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shitties. Yeah, Shitties. <laughs> I'm in between that. I'm in between Schmitty's and, and Dan. Dan's like five miles from, from me. You got the best Thai food restaurant I've ever been to. Which one? I think it's called Taiwan. Taiwan on. Yeah. Taiwan on. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that place. <laughs> place is dope. Yeah. Um, well, I've taken plenty of your time, dude. Thanks so much for spend doing this. I, it's great catching up and talking to you. I really yeah. appreciate it. Of course, buddy. Yeah, congratulations on everything too. Like you're killing it, man. From 
I was kind of bummed you came to San Francisco and you were here for like, I don't know, two weeks or something. And I, we never oh, well, got the well, coffee. Well, or, you well, were on well, the well. other side of town and it's just, I don't know what happened, but it's probably my fault. But uh, no, yeah, it's probably mine. And we were doing a project up there, right? That's yeah, I think you built a half pipe, like a cement yeah. half pipe that had planners in the deck, maybe. Yeah, that's right. It looked cool. Hey, that guy, uh, his name's Christian, but it, he, he works with uh, Sattva. Oh, he it, does. And Safa, and I don't know Safa, but I had fully, like, kind of fanned out. And I, I didn't talk. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" But I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, toy machine. Welcome to hell. Like, you know, it's so funny. Skateboarding's so funny in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. What happened? I can tell you why. What happened? It started raining, and I started freaking out because the project was going to go over. And I and so when I, we tried to meet up, and it didn't work out because the project got a little crazy. I had to oh, make okay. Sure. That's what it was. We'll be back, hopefully. We'll be yeah. Back. And uh, what the company's just called Frontside Rock or Front, Front Rock? Front Rock. Front, Front Rock, Rock Inc. Yeah, that's it. All right. Check the the the, the link at the, <laughs> right down there. <laughs> Click on the link. Order yeah. some fucking yeah, driveways. We, po- we, we, po- we post stuff every once in a while. We should probably post more, but we don't. But we, yeah. we'll, we won't get back to it. Yeah. You got a <laughs> website? Yeah, frontrockinc.com. Yeah. There you go. See? That's it. It's got the phone number on it. You call, you want some stuff, whatever. It's about to blow up, dude. Watch out. Your your bandwidth <laughs> better be able to handle all my traffic. <laughs> we're just going to we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. That's it. Hell yeah. Well, good, man. I, I like I don't know how we'd see each other, but hopefully maybe I'll be down that way or something. Well, if you come to get Dan out of his house. That's I, he has do. I haven't talked to that guy in a while. Well, that's what we need to do. I know. You know who I've been talking to, though, is uh, Bailey. Did you see the thing we did with Bailey and Pete from their trip to Japan? No. It's uh, it's like called Still Watching. It was like a trip they went with oh, Jake. Sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's super cool. And Bailey had all his Super 8 footage and stuff, and he, he gave it to me, and I interviewed those guys. And Got so Bailey. I was down there for like a couple, like I think four days or something. But I, yeah. San Diego is one of my favorite places. Out, it's you nice. Know, it's Vista, nice all the time. We I've been in Vista for 10, 11 years. Mm. But Bailey's over in Fallbrook. I don't I don't ever get to see him, but when I run into him, I saw him maybe six months ago and he's just he he never changes. He's just the best. He's still got the avocados, trees, right? I think so. As far yeah. as I know. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, people were loving it because he's kind of a not a recluse, but he's just not the dude that's hyping himself up. He's not on social media and that stuff. So it was like Bailey. Oh my God! He, everyone, everyone remembers the Thrasher cover. Yeah, that From was the, that was, and that was the trip we were talking oh, about. There you go. Yeah, everyone remembers that. That's that's yeah. in everyone's brain at all times. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, cool, dude. Have a good holidays and stuff. Have a good New Year's and uh, enjoy the raising those kids. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It was good catching up, buddy. For sure. And reach out anytime. Stay in touch, man. I, I love you, and it's fucking good. Good catching up. I, yeah. I always have a good time fucking <laughs> chatting it Talking up with some you. Shit. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, we got a lot of things that. Uh, we had similar paths crossing yeah. over and people we know and all that kind of stuff. So it's always been a pleasure and easy to talk to you. Absolutely. All right. Cheers, I love man. you too, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. All right. Later. Later. Blood
Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Love it! This is Talking Schmidt where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Keep the wheels greased.